I am Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills, and with me are Rachel, Melissa, and Lene. And this is a tough topic. Um, we were just having a conversation about the best way to approach this. Uh, but long story short, uh, Rachel just had some a tragic event occur in her community. Uh, a community of people that that she's familiar with. And it brought up the discussion of how do you have those conversations with your children to tell them that something tragic has happened um, to family, to friends, to one of their family or friends, or or, uh, just how do you broach that conversation? And I'm going to just throw it over to Rachel to... (laughs) Because you're kind of dealing with this right now. This isn't just, it's for the rest of us, it's a general question, but you're kind of dealing with this right now. So uh, I'm going to let you just go. Okay. Yes, we are. This, this happened recently. And as soon as I got the news from one of my mom friends, I, I'm not a crier, but this one got, had me in tears. It, it did because it was somebody that we knew and were close to, and it was just so unexpected. And it was it was a classmate of my son's, and I, at at first, at first, I said, "You know, how am I going to tell him what just happened?" And then, you know, after after I got you know, my eyes dry because <laughs> it was so hard. And then I sat down and I talked with my husband and I asked him, I was like, how, how do we talk about this? Because this isn't something that you ever expect. This is not something that you are, are ready for. And, and, um, and so he said, you know, since we had moved, we agreed not to say anything because I always thought I'd be that mom to say, Hey, yeah, we'll share because this is the real world that they're living in. And I don't want to shelter them. But in this instance, we really had to, because uh, the, the classmates that were in his class are grieving together and they are aware of the situation and they have grief counselors in place uh, to talk about things that had occurred. And, um, and then I thought, you know, had, had we told him what happened, that would just open up so many other questions and safety concerns and all that. And so we did feel it best not to say anything and we also don't want other kids to get scared or 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 anything like that. So so I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh that as adults, as adults, it's so much it's so much to handle and then to pass on along to your kids. There are there are 
wonderful people in place. You know, God always provides to help people kind of get through that. And I'm very thankful that, yeah, that the situation that has occurred is a tragedy, but I'm thankful that they have so much love and support for their classmates and they are grieving together and they'll get through it together. And um, yeah, it's just one of those things that, you know, when we got on the call, we're like, Hey, there are other parents that are out there listening and they're probably going to go through tragic events and what should you do? So here we are not thinking that we would do this podcast right now, but <laughs> uh, this is, this is how it happens. And I also, my mom friend who told me about it uh, has counseling background. And she also said, it's okay to see, see you grieve. You know, it lets them know, you know, the, these kids have all these emotions and it's good to let them see that you have emotions too. So I, I took that from that as well. And I think one of the big differences in like you and the other people um, that are in the community, like you said, you guys have moved. So they have grief counselors. They have one another. So you guys are far removed from that now, um, not as interactive in that community anymore. So he would have to like, he wouldn't have grief counselors and other children to have this discussion with and to help grieve with and to go through the process with. It would almost be like, I mean, he'd have you obviously in your family, but it would almost be like, you're going through it alone. Uh, so maybe in this instance, uh, as you said, the best choice is, hey, uh, let's let's not have that discussion uh, because we don't have the resources. We don't have, you know, the counselors in the schools. We don't have all the other students and families who are daily kind of there for one another to go through this. Um, and maybe there will come a day in the future when mm -hmm. you, know, you might have to have the conversation when he asks about it or whatever. Uh, but. Um, and I think I was looking up some stuff and that was one of the questions uh, that it said is for parents is uh, parents each have to make the decision on whether or not they even have the discussion or mm -hmm. when to have the discussion. It may not be right when it happens. It may be weeks, months, even years later before you have the discussion. Um, so uh, and one of the other things they said is that the age varies. Mm -hmm. So uh, if they're an older child, you know, like Melissa, for example, if this happened in her situation, um, like how, how would you respond? Because totally different situation, totally different age group. Um, um, for us, when we've had things happen with Jax, we try to be as open as we can with him, especially from an early, like a later age on once he hit around seven, eight obviously now nine and 10, we kind of just give them as much information as we can. I feel like sometimes though, in the world that we live in, there's just some things that you do have to shelter your kids for kind of like what Rachel was saying, like, is there, I'm not always going to be here to protect him, unfortunately, and the world is what it is. And although I would love for it to be different, there's no changing it. 
So I have to, my job for him is to get him ready to deal with all the good and unfortunately all the bad that comes with the world. But you also don't want to take their innocence away either. You don't want to give your child like PTSD at the age of eight because I told him something horrific happened when I can just say like half of the story for now. And then when he hits like teenage years or if something else happens in the news or whatever, we could always bring it up later. Um, I, I feel like it all depends on your kid. It depends on how sensitive your child is to that kind of stuff. And, you know, like how it'll affect them in the long run if they know the the full course of it. Or if, if you think it's best to keep it all like shielded from them from then, then that, that's what you should do. Yeah. And the I think one of the other things I found was they said that the language that you used uh, is going to vary from child to child. Um, some children, and that's going to also, you know, with age group, uh, some children may be able to handle a more detailed explanation. Um, uh, other children, a very high level explanation. Um, so in Lene's instance, children are very young. But if they were asking questions about why isn't so-and-so around anymore, you know, how do you have that conversation when they're that young? Well, I I think you just have to do it age appropriately. Just explain what you can explain just so they understand at least a little bit of it. And then as they get older, they can understand more or learn more details about something. But just every age would be different and every kid is different. So it would just be different how you would handle that. For I me, think, I mean. Oh, yeah, that, that, so that makes do. sense. And I think one of the things they also said was avoid graphic details about tragedies, you know. So um, age appropriate conversation for some may be high level, even a detailed conversation uh, if they're old enough to handle it. You still wouldn't, I guess, you know, in, in Melissa's words, you don't want to traumatize a child with all the graphic details of a tragedy that took place. But also, um, after you have the conversation, there were some important details to look for. Said, like, look for sleep issues. Like, because some children, depending on what you're talking about, even the loss of a loved one, you know, uh, a family member, a friend, even just telling them they won't be around anymore in basic language may cause them sleep issues or to look for like behavior changes because now they're, you know, normally happy, joy, joy, joy kid. And now they're like withdrawn and because they're hurting inside um, and all that stuff. So uh, how do you, especially and this, I, I, I don't, know that it would appear at that age but for like Lene your children are younger would is it possible to notice those kind of behavioral changes when they're that young I am not totally sure I we've had some loss but much they were too little to even notice um but Rita is very emotional. She lets you know exactly what she's feeling. So I feel like if she was really upset with something traumatic that happened, I would know. I think she would make it very clear that she was not okay. Mm -hmm. 
So depending upon the, the, the situation, um, is there a best way? I'm, I'm way is not the correct place. Like I know if, if Christy were going to give me bad news, feed me first, <laughs> get me, you know, full of good food and, and zip me down or whatever. So is there a, 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 a best way and it's going to vary for child to 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 have that conversation like is there a don't have it at the dinner table have it in the living room or whatever type of thing or or and that's going to vary for each of you so for rachel if you did have to have that conversation um how would you approach it right because my my oldest is so sensitive and i thought if i if I even mention any type of hardship, I mean, he would just internalize it and then it right. And then all those signs, I, I would definitely see all those signs. And then if I, because, because we still do have connections um, with the, with that community and it will come up, I'm sure. So we are thinking of of ways to tell them before somebody else tells them, because that was the other thing. Uh, you know, my mom friend said I wanted to be the one to tell my son what had happened before he heard it from somebody else. So she said, like, you know, that was just that was just hard, you know. But I I know her and she's very good with speaking at that age where they can kind of grasp it without it being over, over the top. So, so I'm just going to have to think about how to tell them when the time comes. Well, that, that's a, that's a great point of wanting to be the one to have the conversation. So like in your instance, Melissa, um, you know, there could be, kids who roll up and say hey i just heard such such on the news or whatever you know on the bus or at lunch or whatever uh and and it is more likely to be delivered from a peer or a fellow mm -hmm. student than the parent so how do you how do you help correct the delivery because you're as you guys have all said you're going to take the time you know your child you're going to deliver it in a way using language that they understand you're going to avoid the detail other kids are not mm -hmm. they're just going to blurt out i heard blah 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 or i saw such and such or a news or joey's father's mother's uncle said blah blah, blah or whatever it is so how do you correct that now you're not trying to reveal it now you're trying to do damage control so how do you correct you know the trauma that may have already been done or damage that may have already been done right us <laughs> luckily Jax is like he's 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 mature i guess like for his age so when he comes home there's a once you hit that age group those kids will talk about anything everybody they air everybody's mom's dirty laundry literally on the bus i hear about what parents are getting divorced whose mom moved out like we get all the stories when jacks comes home so 
I know if something were to happen tragic where it affected like the community and the school system that he's in, it's going to spread like wildfire, like quick. And so for us, it, it just goes back to, we try to give him as much detail without traumatizing him as we can to the situation, because I don't know what other parents are telling their kids about it. I don't know what opinions are being thrown out or what details of the story or whatever situation is happening. Like, what is being told to my child from these other kids and what these kids' parents are saying. So when he comes home, we just try to tell him, like, there's always going to be opinions. There's always going to be fake news articles. There's always going to be two sides to every story. The, the fact is, is something happened. This is how, as our house, we're going to deal with it. We're going to be overcoming it or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I think it's always good. Uh, I know some people are afraid of this, but it's always good to not be afraid to get help from professionals uh, to figure out one, hey, how do I talk to my child about this? Even if it's something we think we can handle, we may not be able to. Or when we do see those signs of, you know, that this tragedy is impacting, impacting them in a negative way. Um, because uh, they may not feel comfortable talking to their parents, but a professional counselor may know the right things to say to help calm them, get them to open up and help them, you know, get through it. So, all right. So thank you guys again, as always. And um, yeah, we're, we're Rachel praying for that community and those families that have been impacted by this, um, just praying for God's peace, the peace that transcends all understanding to be with them uh, and praying for the wisdom for the parents to be able to have the conversations as questions go on. And we're uh, just praying for, uh, well, let's thank God that there is a community of people and that they right. are there for one another. So thank yeah. God for that. Um and thank you guys for being willing to talk about this. Not not one of the fun, joyous topics that we normally talk about, but definitely something that parents deal with. And hopefully this will help other moms out there. When I awoke, there was no one.